Just Curious. Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is Let's Talk Movies, and I'm Jason Connell. On the show today, I'm joined by special guest, Brian Beasley. Hey, Jason. Hey, man. It is good to have you back, sir. You're an old timer. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) Excited to be here again. You have been on the show a few times. We've covered some great movies. And yes, today we are covering one of those movies that you and I have already covered, and that was Risky Business, 1983, classic movie. But today's episode, Brian, is a unique thing because on Let's Talk Movies, you know, the first 10 episodes, we did scene-by-scene breakdowns of 10 classic movies from the 80s. Each movie was a different year, right? You were on for a few of those. Die yep. Hard, I believe, and Risky Business. And so now we've done some other things. We did like three interviews with people, and then I did some opening scene breakdowns, which were incredible, some classic movies with this breaking down the opening scene. Well, this is starting a whole new three-pack. I like to do things in threes, apparently. It's a magic number. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. And so I was watching the other day, literally, revisiting this movie for, you know, the umpteenth time, but I'm watching The Color of Money, classic Martin Scorsese film, and in it, I'm blown away that two actors reconverged here, and they were in a classic memorable scene in Risky Business. Now, I think on the last watching I did of Color of Money, this came to mind, but it was just more prominent now because you and I had just done the deep dive on Risky Business. And just there's some things that carry into it. It wasn't by accident, Brian. So I wanted to have you on to explore this. And the title is Risky Business, 1983, The Color of Money, 1986, Movie Connections. And so I know at first first you're probably like, wait, what is this? But then you you went and watched (laughs) these scenes and I think you were sold. I was. I totally was. And I'm excited to kind of uh, do a deep dive on Tom Cruise, star of both movies, and then Bruce A. Young, who comes in completely different roles played by both actors and how they kind of joust with each other in these two perfect scenes. Exactly. It's unbelievable. And we all know who Tom Cruise is, of course. He went on to skyrocket success, probably the biggest movie star there is in Hollywood and still going strong. But Bruce A. Young, phenomenal actor. Ryan, I yeah. got to tell you. 75 credits on IMDb as yeah. of yesterday. I remember him in Fatal Attraction as one of the detectives. And just he has such a presence. He is 6'4", big, strong, almost looks like a football player. Yep. And then next to Tom Cruise, 5'7". That is his own dynamic in these two scenes. Completely. And of course, they're great actors and bringing that to the table. And so that's what we're breaking down. The two scenes with Tom Cruise and Bruce A. Young and these very memorable scenes. I'd say both have like a sexual nature to them. Definitely the first one, Risky Business. But it plays into The Color of Money. And then they both end up in both movies receiving a pile of cash from the other one, which I also found to be quite humorous and interesting. Yeah, there's money exchanges hands going either direction. (laughs) Either direction, yeah. In both scenes. Totally. Yeah. And there's a con. I would even think say that there's a con in both of these yeah, scenes. Yeah, that's a good way on. to put it. There is indeed a con. Yes. A shakedown. Yeah. So let's just jump in. I'll give a quick backstory. We're not going to do the deep, deep dive on each movie and then get into this scene. I'm just going to give you the quick broad strokes and then we're going to be into the scene. And maybe there's a setup scene to get to the scene. So Risky Business, again, 1983. Those who don't remember the synopsis is a Chicago teenager is looking for fun at home while his parents are away, but the situation quickly gets out of hand. Directed and written by Paul Brickman. And the cast, the main cast for Risky Business is Tom Cruise, Rebecca DeMornay, and then why don't you go ahead and say it? 
Joe Pantaleone. And he's great. He's in so many movies. But beyond that, of course, Bruce A. He's Young. awesome in this. He's awesome in this. And there's other people, but that's like the main cast. Now, the setup scene that sets up our two players in motion happens in Joel's kitchen during the day. Parents are gone. Curtis Armstrong, who plays Miles Dalby, mm-hmm. who's phenomenal as Miles, mind you. And playing his, Joel's mentor, basically. Yeah, kind right? of his mentor. He's going off to Harvard. Everything's in, aligned for Miles, where Joel's like a confused kid. He doesn't ever do anything wrong. He's sexually uh, crazed. He's, you know, he's just a kid who's about to burst. And Miles has got the classified ads out, which was his pre-internet. <laughs> so, <laughs> and he's like, he's circling, he's going through all these. And it's funny, he comes across this one. It's like, for a good time in the privacy of your own home, call Jackie, 555-4875. So Brian, what does he do? He calls He calls Jack. him up. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> Pretends he's Joel and yeah. he gives him a ring. He get, and he gets her answering machine because, of course, Jackie's got an answer machine. And he just quickly says, as Joel's across the room and wants to kill him, like, hi, Jackie, this is Joel Goodson, 345 Rimson Glencoe. I'd like a good time in my home tonight. Click. And then, like, he eats and chews up the uh, number so Joel can't even, <laughs> you know, stop this from happening. He can't call back. He yes. can't call back. And star 69 is just who called you. So there's really nothing he can do. He has no idea what number he dialed. So now we're into the scene at hand. We're still at Joel's house, but it's now nighttime, nightfall, and a cab arrives. And Joel immediately puts it together. He's like, oh, no, tell me that's not Jackie. Turns off his lamp in his bedroom to kind of hide. And, of course, this is Tom Cruise as Joel Goodson. Wearing a dark gray sweatshirt, blue jeans, Nikes, pretty typical. And here's our Bruce A. Young as Jackie. And Brian, this is hilarious. Do you want to describe what Jackie's yeah, wearing? Yeah, I here? mean, the cab, he's basically, Tom Cruise is doing his homework yeah. at his desk. And we see the headlights through the window. Yep. And it's like imposing doom. Another word we'll be using again, the color of money. And <laughs> you see the door of the cab open. Mm, you see shot. these high heels get out. You, we, the camera follows the the high heels, and you can see the bottom of the dress swaying as it goes yeah. up the front stoop. And we steps. don't know it's a guy at this point in time. We have no, no clue. We think it's a we think it's a woman. Yeah. yeah, we think it's a call girl. And then the doorbell rings, and then you see the shuffling of of Joel's feet scurrying down yeah. the the steps He's to get to the front door. He's and, totally panicking. And Jackie is wearing, to be clear, red high heels, red stockings. It looks like a dress, a scarf, bracelets, big white hoop earrings, and makeup. Now, this is a 6'4 person man, you know, a transvestite (laughs) wearing this outfit, but wearing it beautifully, I must say. Yes, gorgeous. It looks incredible. And then here we are. So I'll play Jackie. You'll play Joel. So we won't need to say their names every time. And this is how this interaction goes. Hello, Joel. I'm Jackie. How are you this evening? Nice to meet you, Jackie. I'm not Joel. Joel <laughs> stepped out for a moment. Um, I'll go call him. Joel. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's his name again? Joel. So now Joel, so the guy funny. you're here to see. <laughs> so in the meantime, because we kind of just skipped to the next scene, he's in a panic. He's calling Miles he's totally and, and he's running yep. around the house and the music kicks in. So if you have anything to add to that, because I'm just trying to stay. Well, just point. Miles, you know, he calls Miles. They're in the middle of a poker game with the rest of his high school buddies. Yep. And he's like, he's like, you got to call her off. What do I do? And he's just like, I'm not going to help you. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he keeps saying no. And uh, a defeated Joel has to go back to the door and talk to Jackie. 
And as opposed to opening the door, which he did initially, this time he opens this large peephole on the front door, which is great. Now he wants to hide behind the door for the next conversation. Uh, so basically he's like, hi, I'm, uh, look, I'm sorry about the misunderstanding. Joel, be a courageous person. Open the door. That way you see, I can call a cab. So now we're inside the kitchen and please. Well, yeah, we, it's a hard cut. He's in the kitchen. Jackie is made herself a cup of coffee. <laughs> She's roaming around the kitchen like she owns the place. Oh, yeah. And they're basically, now they're negotiating. Now, yep. now the shakedown begins. Exactly. And Joel doesn't do a whole lot of talking here. It's all Jackie. But he's, <laughs> he, because, you know, he's also like, how do I get this person out of my my parents' house? So basically he starts off with, again, I'm really sorry. And then Jackie walks around. She's owning the room, as you just said. Owning This is her house, for sure. Dominating him. As long as we come to an arrangement, I'm in no mood for complaining. I mean, when you put your good money down, you got to get what you went after in the first place. Know what I'm saying? When you buy a TV, you don't buy Sony when you want RCA. (laughs) I mean, I know we get along real nice, but hey, it's your hard-earned dollar. Am I right? Hey. This way, we make an arrangement. Everybody comes out right. You had car fare? A long ride, Joel. I don't ever come out this far. And your time? My time, my effort, my infinite patience (laughs) and understanding. Thank you. $75. Which is how much today, Brian? (laughs) $216.49. So not a a small piece of change for a high school kid. (laughs) No, exactly. And there's that. Yes, he's got to go cash a bond. (laughs) But Joel takes it in stride and just repeat just you know, responds with fair enough. Fair enough. He knows. He got out okay. And by the way, not to mention a bigger presence and stronger and all those things. You know, Jackie's a good, what, five, 10 years older than Joel, you know, much more mature person. He's the authority figure for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And he's just happy he's going along with this. So now we're back in front of the cab. Great cut back outside. And kind of Jackie's kind of fixing her hair, <laughs> which is kind of nice, yep. you know, primping herself. And Joel is not, the money's not in Jackie's hands yet, but he's counting out some money. And then Jackie says, Joel, I'm going to give you a number. You asked for Lana. It's what you want. Thank you. It's what every white boy off the lake wants. Great line. Great Great line. line. And that's it. There's no more than that. That's all you need. That plays to the brilliance of Risky Business. I think it's so well edited. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, I think Richard Chu edited it, who won an Oscar for Star Wars or co-edited that. So it's just a tightly done movie. And these are two incredible performances in the scene. Unbelievable. Yeah, they really do play well with each other. It's really fun. Again, kind of like, not to jump the gun here, but when we move into The Color of Money, like... They're playing very different characters. There's, like you said, there's a shakedown that that starts as soon as we get into the kitchen of like, she isn't leaving until, you know, she gets paid what she thinks she's worth. And, you know, the thing about these two characters that Tom Cruise is playing is that Joel is... He's too smart for his own good. Yeah. And Vincent in Color of Money is too dumb for too his own good. Too dumb for his own and good. And the, they both have mentors with Miles yeah. and, 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 and Eddie, yeah. Paul Newman in Color of Money. And they're being pushed by those people into you know uncomfortable situations or doing something that they don't want to do. And this is a lovely, it's actually a lovely scene. It really is. It's, it's, it's really well done. It also just kind of shows, cause this sets it off like this. I think this scene in risky business is like 20, 25 minutes into the movie. Yep. And as soon as Jackie hands over 
uh, Rebecca DeMonet's yeah. phone number, basically, of Lana's character. The movie's off. It's running. off. It's off and, and Absolutely. It's his girl fantasy. That's who shows up. And that's what he wants. And then the real trouble begins. Yeah. <laughs> and the real trouble begins for Joel. And it took Jackie to get to Lana. So Miles was right. You put it in motion. And yeah, you're absolutely right. It, it, it's off and running. The movie is what it is. But you needed that pivotal scene. Yeah, Miles could have just said, he could have just got a hold of Lana, but you just would have missed something. You would have missed how yes. how high the stakes are and how costly yep. this world is. It's a brilliant scene. It really it was. Is. It is. It's really well written. And you're totally right. I mean, there's an aspect of this is a darker film. Yeah. He basically gets mugged. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> totally. the, the guy kicks the door down and beats him up. And yeah. But that's too. this movie is too early for that. Plus, there's the fantasy element of this movie. It's very stylized. Yes. As is Color of Money, because it's a Scorsese film. Yep. And this was a real funny, humorous way, but not to play too light to what... I mean, you know, if he answers the door and he's just like, I'm calling the police, like, it could have turned out different. His pa- yeah. Jackie's patience may not have been... Yeah, but that's why it's so well written. Yeah. And the movie does get darker. Guido brings that element in. He brings in gunplay. Totally. And that's, and that's his role. And, and you, you know what exactly. Saying? And it needed to come at some point. It's a seedy underworld. But yeah, not yet. It was just planting the seed. So when I was watching Color of Money, and we're about to jump into, that's what I was just floored. I quickly went back and watched the scene from Risky Business again and was like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. I have to discuss this with somebody. And that somebody's got to be Brian. So now we'll <laughs> switch over to the Color of Money. Quick backstory 1986 synopsis is fast eddie felson teaches a cocky but an immensely talented protege the ropes of pool hustling which in turn inspires him to make an unlikely comeback and for those who do not know it's really a sequel to the hustler which is an that incredible is movie that it was a much younger paul newman it had jackie gleason george c scott was george in c it. scott it's yep. a great movie stands on its own but i like a sequel like this that's decades later, and it's really just taking one character and making a sequel. So it's not your usual sequel. That is correct. And in fact- The so movies don't really flow into each other, no, but you're no. right. Basically, Paul Newman plays the kid in The Hustler, and now he's the mentor. He's the yeah. old washed up guy. Yeah. And Newman, I, what I read was just begging Scorsese to take this project, because he was like, oh, you know, I don't know if I want to do this, and was kind of a hired hand, and that's not usually Scorsese's way, but thank that goodness he did it. That is completely correct. Yeah. Scorsese usually is developing his own material. He yeah. was completely a hired hand for this. Yeah. And dude, he put his Scorsese stamp on this movie. Oh, my. It's fantastic. The shots, the camera movements, the music, the characters, and the whole thing's just dark. I'm cold watching The Color of Money. There's never sunshine. It's always like a little bit snowy or cold weather, but I love it. So directed by Martin Scorsese, written by Walter Tevis, rest in peace. He passed away in 1984, 56, very young age, but he also wrote The Hustler. He's the writer of the novel, I should say. Also wrote The Hustler, Color of Money, and then Richard Price- was a screenwriter nominated for Best Adaptive Screenplay for The Color of Money. And then the cast, the main cast, Paul Newman, rest in peace, passed away in 2008 at 83. He won a Best Actor for this role as Fast Eddie Felson. Then Tom Cruise and Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. Her name's always tripping me up. And she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress in this role as well. And she's fantastic. One other Oscar nomination, it was up for Best Art Direction, which, hey, I totally uh, agree with that. So now the setup scene. We're at Chalky's Pool Hall day. Love Chalky's Pool Hall, Brian. It's just so authentic. I mean, if you're a pool hustler or a junkie or whatever, this is it. This is your quintessential pool hall. 
And here's Paul Newman as fast Eddie Felsen. And a quick exchange with Vincent, played by, of course, Tom Cruise. But I like this exchange. We'll do this one first to get into the scene with our two players. So Eddie says, I'll play Eddie, you play Vincent. Hey, let me give you the scoop killer. See that guy with the tin pin in his nose over there? Yeah. Okay, that's Moselle. Him, we stay away from. (laughs) No shit. Grow up. Him, we stay away from because he's the main stick around here. You beat him, it scares away that gentleman over there. Who's he? That's Earl. He comes in here. He's got five, $6,000 in his pocket. So it's kind of showing you. I didn't know much about this world. I saw this movie in the 80s, though, as well. But it's interesting to see. You're a hustler. You can't come in and beat the big dog in town. No. Everyone's going to run away from you. You got to yeah. play it. And so Vincent- You got to play the chump. You got to play the chump. And Vincent's like, hey, he's great. He's a great player. He can win real tournaments. And this movie gets into that. Or- you take dives, you take the licks, and you go get that five six thousand dollars out of Earl over there, you know, and you just stay away from Moselle. Wow, yeah, you, this is a great thing. Can we also talk about how Bruce please. A. Young has two amazing intros to both of these scenes? One of them is Joel opening the door, and that's <laughs> yeah. you know we didn't really mention that. That's when we first see him. Yeah. You know, Joel it's opens amazing. the door, and there's like you said, the six four African American dude in drag. And then this one, you've got Paul Newman doing a voiceover, and you're walking in slow motion slow around motion. the pool table, uh, wearing a cowboy hat and earring, nose ring. Yeah, nose ring. You're right. And they're blaring Eric Clapton's. Yeah, it's in the way that you use it. Yeah, <laughs> it's in the way that you use it. <laughs> so and, and he's so looking good. back. What a that great intro! What a great shot. intro! You nailed it. That slow motion shot, I could just watch it again and again. He's looking behind. He's not even looking at Newman and Vincent. He's, oh no, he, he's he doesn't even notice pool. them. He's just like, yeah. yeah, what's up? I'm Moselle. I'm the big stick in town, and he knows the it. Big stick. He's a very in attractive town. guy. Not, he's got lots of and charm. That's a, yeah, and that's a key part of the line is that he's the main stick around here. Like, it's not just that pool house. It's like no. the whole town. Exactly. Like, if they want to work. Yeah. If they want to work this town. They have to stay away from him. And yeah. of course, our like I said earlier, wow. Tom Cruise's yeah. character is dumber than his own good, and he can't. He can't do it. He can't, he, himself, he can't help himself, Brian. He can't himself. help himself. No, don't do that. Whatever you do, don't do this. Okay. Okay. I got to have some of that. So <laughs> now, now we're at the same scene, just like the earlier scene, but it's later in the day. We're still at Chalky's pool hall. Now we really hear Eric Clapton's it's in the way that you use it. Like we heard it initially. Now they've like umped the levels and we're hearing the song play more. And Mazelle beats a random pool player as Vincent watches. And, Eddie's not there. So Vincent has now got his eyes locked on Moselle, and this scene is about to happen. And Tom Cruise plays Vincent Loria. I got to point out, he wears a black shirt with Vince <laughs> yes, sir. on it in white letters, <laughs> which I always loved. It's like, like you don't go it's to amazing. the concert wearing the band you're going to see. Well, Vincent wears his own name. <laughs> his own wall. shirt. Which is a perfect like that's his ego, right? That's like, it. I mean, that- he wear he legitimately wears it on his sleeve. Like yeah. he is, once he is told he can't play Moselle, that's all he wants to do he's is fixated on it. Yeah, fixated. So, Bruce A. Young plays Moselle, and he's got a short sleeve flower shirt, gold necklace, nose ring, earrings in the left ear, and a cowboy hat. So this guy knows fashion of these two movies. He does, but completely different. Very. He really did take you know an IMDb dive to figure out that that was the same person playing these two different. Absolutely, roles. you don't. That's recognize what's so him. amazing about it. 
So now here is this exchange, and there's a couple parts to this, but we'll jump in. And this first part, though, really, let's remember back what we just talked about, them and risky business. I feel like this dialogue right here, Brian, it's connected, or at least an insider's way, like the writers, you know, Scorsese. Everybody was getting a chuckle that they were in the other movie together. It's not accidental. And this is movie making. Of course, you love Easter eggs. You love little nuggets. It's like, hey, wouldn't it be great if we got these guys together? And the first part could kind of go in line with the dialogue we were talking about. But that scene went a different way, you know, initially. Yep. So here we go. We'll jump in with Vincent and Moselle. You'll play Vincent. I'll play Moselle. Sounds good. Here we go. Good game. Good game. What do you got in there? In here, and he strokes. He, <laughs> he opens the box. Yep. Doom. Come on, boy. Let's play. Yeah, let's play. We're gonna have. Uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun. <laughs> and he gives us that Tom Cruise movie oh, star so smile. Good. Right? smile. We're gonna have all a lot teeth. of fun. It's yeah. all he's wanted all day. As it, soon as he was told he couldn't play him, that's all he's wanted. And what is so? Should holding, we talk about what Doom is? Should we talk yeah, about what please, Doom please is? Say, say what Doom is exactly. exactly. Balbushka. It's his cue stick that Eddie had given him earlier in the movie. Yep. It's kind of his. He uses it as a samurai sword. He uses his nunchucks, as we will get into here in a second. And it basically is like it's go time. Like once he opens that box, and of course. Moselle, when he says this, when he says Doom, they cut back to him and he basically rolls his eyes. He's like, yeah. all, right, all right, chump. We'll see what you got on the table here. Yeah. Well, let's go back for a second to risky business. Let's say Joel was into the proposition. This could have easily been dialogue that just would have come after they opened the door. <laughs> oh, completely. I mean, completely. It just could have went there. <laughs> it could have went that direction. He, he unzips his fly. What yeah. you got in there? Yeah. Doom. <laughs> come on, boy. Let's play. Yeah, let's play. I was just like, oh my goodness. This is crazy. No, I know. It's a bit perverted. Much but different movie. <laughs> very different. Risky business indeed. So now we cut to this great scene. We have Warren Zevin's Werewolves in London playing one of my favorite tracks. I, I got this soundtrack in the eighties as well. I always thought Werewolves in London belonged in American Werewolf in London. Of course, it came out like a decade later, so I guess it couldn't have been. But I thought it was an homage to it. But it's a great song, you know, the Werewolves of London, dun, 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 dun. and it's playing. And Vincent puts on a show, as you said, and he's destroying Mazel, and he's also a swordsman and using humiliating the babushka, him. humiliating them, right? Use, go ahead. Anything you want to add in, but he's he is using. Well, his no, this is it's so funny because when you told me that we were going to do this, and I went back, I kind of had a vague idea of what he. I knew exactly who he was in Risky Business, and had a vague idea of who he was in Color of Money. But this is the scene of the movie. Totally. Like this is the Werewolves of London scene mm-hmm. is the scene of Color of Money. Like it is the Ooh. biggest scene. And that, like you said, this was no accident that Bruce is in this movie. And even though it's a very small part, it had to be right. It had to be perfect because this sets up the whole conflict between Paul Newman's Fast Eddie and Tom Cruise's Vincent that he's going to do his own thing. Like no matter how much he's mentored or how much he's told how this world works, this is, we're all living in Vincent's world. And this is the scene that shows it as he walks around the table numbchucking his oh cue stick gosh. and it's all one take and Tom Cruise makes all the shots and not only that yes, he, does. he sings 
one of the lyrics. So the yeah, music is yeah, playing it's matched while they're shooting them. it. Yeah, he's yes. fixing his hair. He's playing in style. It's yeah. perfect Scorsese. The camera is up. It's down. It's going into holes. It's coming back out. It's all over the place. It's all one shot. Yep. And it's fun. It's uh. a fun seriously fun scene even though yeah. we've got paul newman walking in halfway through it and he's just outraged at what he's seeing because he's he's watching a car accident and tom cruise vincent thinks he's on a roller coaster it's a fantastic totally. scene well it's got the most energy in the movie right trailer moments i didn't go back and watch the trailer again but i'm assuming some moments came from this particular scene 100 the song became a hit as did Eric Clapton's, of course, but it was all from this moment. The song's only in there for like a minute or something. And I even read that Cruz did almost every one of his shots. It was one trick shot that they didn't let him do. He was going to do it, but he needed like another day to practice and they didn't have the time. So he did all those other shots, man. I mean, yep. Cruz is a method actor. He, Hey, he learns how to fly fighter jets if you give him enough time. <laughs> like Completely. The, the this was the beginning of that. Totally. Like I'll do my own stunts or whatever. He knew working with Scorsese and Newman was, he's on the road to being an absolute mega superstar. Yep. And so that insane work ethic started, it started earlier, but this is where it's on display because it makes the film better. Yes. Any sports film where you see the guy making the free throws or making the three-pointer, it's better to watch Tom Cruise make the shots. Absolutely. And you know, this is such a well-cast movie, much like Risky Business, but- Later in the movie, we even see Forrest Whitaker has an incredible performance and he beats up on you know, Fast Eddie. And he's trying to get back into it. This could easily have been Forrest Whitaker, but they held that other scene for him, more vulnerable. Yep. Whitaker earlier in his career, and they brought in Bruce A. Young because he can just deliver in these moments. And there's just something about the chemistry with these two guys. It just works. Yeah. And so anyway, as you said, Eddie comes back because he gets a call. No, that's not right. There's a great scene between me, him and Mary Massantonio where they agree that they're going to work together. Yeah. And then he notices that the pool stick is missing. Yeah, that's right. That's and right. then that, so then he goes down. No, good point. I knew he was resting and he got alerted, but you're right. He looked over and saw the queue. He comes in and then talks to the guy that runs Chalky, played by Bill Combs. He can just look at him on his face like, they know that the hustle's over for this boy because he's in yeah, there. Yeah, he's fucking know, it up. All eyes on me. I'm the rock star and I'm taking down the big stick in town. And they're both just like, they come from this world. You, this is not the play. It's not the play. And so Moselle loses gracefully, I got to say. Didn't get mad. Very much so. He was bested by a better player on this day. And he goes and pays Vincent a wad of cash. And Brian, how much money was that exactly? $150. In today's climate, today's economy. $393.48. So a, a nice little handsome payout. It's not four or five grand, which nope. he could have gotten. Yes, exactly. Now, $75 he paid in risky business, and now he's getting $150 back. So he's made That's a right. return on investment. <laughs> he, made, he made $75 from Bruce. He did, he did pretty good. He made $75. <laughs> you know, that's a great years. point. I bet they talked about that. I totally. Bet they talk, as a matter of fact, $150 may have been something that they worked out to get. Together. Well, that's what I mean. It's a great divider of 75. It was not by accident. So I'd no, love I that. No, I think it, that, that's really funny to think about. Yeah. All right. So now we're back to Mazelle and Vincent for their last exchange. And here's Mazelle. And you'll play Vincent as usual. Not bad, my man. Not bad. When you leave in town. Now, right? <laughs> you don't want to play me again? Hey. Uh, Mazelle, I'm joking. Don't kill me, all right? And they walk off. 
of course, the, the hustle's over and the movie evolves from there. And that was the end of our scene. We don't even see Mazelle again, if I'm not mistaken, but an incredible presence, an incredible scene. And yeah, also puts this movie in motion in a different way. Like, you know, he, he no longer can control this young protege. Right. It's going to change what happens in the movie. And I don't want to put too many spoilers out there if you haven't seen The Color of Money. Of course, it's from 1986. But Fast Eddie <laughs> kind of finds his way in mentoring someone else. He finds his way to get back in the game himself. Does he still have That's the correct. chops? Yeah, he finds his, his own essence. And I mean, honestly, this scene lead but just like in risky business it leads to the whole movie launches this scene leads this is about an hour in so it's a, a yeah, little bit different it, exactly. but it leads into him and fast eddie paul newman in the car yep. and he delivers his monologue paul newman to him like kid i have been you i've been put to the screws he tells him you know if you will just listen to me you can be one of the greats I mean, he has the line of the movie comes right after this because he goes, money won is twice as sweet as money earned. And once that kind of gets in Tom Cruise's head, because they shift power dynamics for they do. at least for the rest of the second act. And they go, you know, they slip into a bunch of montages, perfect Scorsese montages of Eddie actually learning. And so this scene, you know, it weighs heavy on the whole movie because this is, he thinks he won, but he actually learned a really important lesson. Yeah. Which is interesting. The irony is that by the end of the movie, and again, spoiler alert, it's funny how Vincent comes around, finally understands the bigger picture. Like winning tournaments is great, but he's throwing the bigger games to go make more money on the side. It's like he learned the lesson at the very end of the movie, it seems yeah. like, which it's is great. Completely. It is great. It's an amazing film. I mean, we yes, we should think about doing a deep dive. Oh, just totally. On money. It's a it's a repeat <laughs> viewing movie. You'll watch it again and again and find other little nuggets. Like for instance, case in point, this scene. I knew it was there, but it just hit me like a ton of bricks when I saw it in front of my face. Like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. These two again, and that's yeah. why I wanted to explore it on Let's Talk Movies because on Let's Talk Movies. Brian, we, well, we talk movies. That's there we go. <laughs> that's what we do. And you know, shout out, I know Tom Cruise gets all the love, but shout out to Bruce A. Young oh, for bringing it in both scenes. Just bravo. absolutely crushed it. So, In fact, I think he really carried those scenes, to be honest with you. I think- uh, He definitely carries the risky business scene. Yeah. And he sets up, you know what he's really good at? There's an aspect of, you know, jousting when you're two actors are playing volleyball, you're going back and forth. Like- the scene with werewolves in London yes. isn't as fun. Tom Cruise doesn't get to be movie star Tom Cruise in that moment yeah. if he doesn't have an actor that ha will let him do that. You exactly. know what I'm saying? That will set him up so that he can shine like that. And that we, the audience, believe is the big dog. Like it Correct. physically and figuratively, yep. he's it. And you're just knocking him off. And of course, Cruise kills it in that scene. I mean, this is, you know, the way he's swinging a pool cue around like it's a staff or nunchucks. It's amazing. I would it's have loved to see. I want to see footage of the filming of because it's very impressive. And I got to give him credit with his billiards talent, his skills. Absolutely. Uh, pretty good. So great movies. That's all we got until the next time. I I'm glad you joined me on this first of three movie connections. So without further ado, please enjoy Risky Business and the Color of Money. So thank you so much for listening, and please be sure to subscribe to the Let's Talk Movies podcast, as well as the Let's Talk Movies YouTube live channel. You can also really help us by giving the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. And for all you listeners that enjoy sharing your thoughts, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcast, send us a direct message, or post a comment on any Let's Talk Movies social media platform. We also highly recommend checking out our other podcast and visiting JustCuriousMedia.com.